for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Emmy Law. How's it going today, Emmy? Great. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm glad to finally have have <laughs> you on the podcast. We talked a yes. little bit before we jumped on here. We were supposed to do something. I think it was going to be July, but then, uh, as most Never. of my listeners know, I was going through some stuff then, and basically ghosted you and i feel re- <laughs> i felt really bad about it and i feel really bad about it but no. i'm glad uh, uh craig reached out and was like hey well, can we get something set up and i'm like yeah let's do that so yeah i'm really excited to sit no down problem. and really excited to sit down and chat with you a little bit um before we kind of get into the new single that released a couple weeks ago and uh everything else you got going on Uh, let's give you kind of an opportunity to introduce yourself. Uh, what was, what's your origin story in music? What got you started? You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah. My name is Emmy Law. I am, um, originally from Gainesville, Georgia, and I grew up singing and playing piano and everything. Um, and I had a very classical education. So I was, um, I was a music ed major all in the classical world. Wasn't really writing songs, um, until the end of college. And so then graduated college and, um, taught music lessons and moved to Atlanta and started um, just playing in the music scene there. I was there for four years and had a great time and did a lot of growing there. Um, and it's just one big learning process. So now I'm in Nashville. I moved here last uh, February, mm-hmm. so February 2021, and just learning more about songwriting and having a blast. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you're approaching, you're rapidly approaching your one year anniversary of moving to yes. Nashville. That's yes. got to be exciting. It is exciting. Nice. Yeah. Um, so you're originally from Gainesville, Georgia. Where is that down near like, so, is that in South Georgia near the, Actually, Georgia, or is it more Atlanta area? Yeah. It's like an hour North of Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Cause when you say Gainesville, Georgia, my brain automatically does one of those uh, Kansas yeah. city deals where it's like, it could be Missouri or Kansas. Cause they've yes. got both gotten them and they're like right next to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, well maybe Gainesville, Georgia is like South, but I've driven through <laughs> South Georgia a hundred times and I should know better. Yeah. Than that. So cool. Cool. And uh, then you ultimately ended up moving to Atlanta for a few years. Uh, what was that experience like living in Atlanta? I had a great time and I, I just learned a whole lot, you know, like I learned how to play with a band. I learned a lot about the local music scene. Um, I learned about booking shows. Um, the Atlanta scene isn't really my scene for my mm-hmm. music, but I, but there's still plenty of like in- indie pop stuff going on. Like there's still a lot of interesting bands and there's a lot of creativity in Atlanta. People always think rap, but there, yeah. there's actually a lot going on there, but it was just, for me, it was a really big city. Yeah. Nashville's a lot more of a, um, a community feel and Atlanta mm. was just so freaking big. Yeah. So. And we'll definitely get into that in a little bit because that's the one thing that I really enjoy about Nashville is the community <laughs> base behind it. Um, but so when you moved to Atlanta, did you move there specifically to start pursuing music, music or had you been doing that previously? 
I had been trying to do it for a couple of years in Gainesville, but there's nothing going on. There's just a bunch of families. I love Gainesville, but there's just no one's making music there. So I went for music and I just, I wasn't ready to move to Nashville. I always kind of had Nashville on my radar, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't ready. So I, I just moved to Atlanta first and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Nice. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you stayed in Atlanta for four years and you uh, Mm -hmm. started making your name doing open mics. If I was reading everything correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what was the uh, open mic scene like there? Because it seems like that would be one of those things in Atlanta that there'd be a lot of open mics. Yeah. Yeah. There were actually a few really quality ones that they would have like competitions and some, you know, good quality artists would come. Some of them would come from out of town. Um, and so, yeah, there were some really good, there were three really good ones, the Eddie's Attic one, the Red Clay one, and then there's 99X put on one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so kind of taking a step back before we jump into Nashville and uh, what you've been doing since you moved to Nashville, um, who, do you remember who originally introduced you to music or the idea that you could become a musician? Uh, my dad played the cello okay. and, and the, the guitar. And I was always like listening to him play. It was kind of just naturally in me from a young age. I was just always kind of singing. And then, um, yeah, I just loved chorus at school. I was a rule follower, like a really, really try hard kid. So mm-hmm. I just loved chorus and singing your part and everything, but I didn't have much of a creative upbringing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't writing songs. Okay, it, It's not my parents' fault. I just, it yeah. wasn't, I wasn't there yet. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then at what point did you was it once you moved to Atlanta that you started exploring the opportunity of write your creative element of writing music? The end of college. So I, I knew some guys that were in a couple bands and I I listened to their music and was like, this is really fun. So it was probably like uh, junior year of college. I started writing songs. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And that you would have still been in Gainesville at that point, right? Uh, I, I was in college. It was like a the University of North Georgia. It was okay. very close, though. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Georgia all the way. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and so you, you spent four years in Atlanta and then, uh, last year you moved to Nashville. Yeah. How's it been going in Nashville? So good. And I had to take a year off because of the pandemic, I, mm-hmm. I, I was like two weeks from moving when um, the pandemic hit. So I ended up moving to my parents' house for nine months. I got so lucky though, because I hadn't quite moved yet. It was yeah. like, I was a week from moving. Um, but I, I, I really do love it here. Yeah. Um, there's just so much creativity and it, it's kind of just exploding with, um, people creating stuff, which is what I want to be doing. So it's inspiring. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it, and we talked about this a little bit, or we, uh, just talked about this a little bit, but the community behind Nashville, I think is what draws <clears throat> a lot of people to Nashville. You know, it's always, that city's always growing. I haven't, it's been two years since I've been there and I'm sure I wouldn't recognize the place. Yeah. So, um, what, how long did it take you to kind of grow, get accustomed to Nashville or was it like an instantaneous thing where you were just kind of there and it's like, okay, I feel like I'm at home now. Probably a couple, a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You start going out to the rounds and you start seeing some of the same people and it does start to feel like like a community thing. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I I think people, um, back in Georgia, like my hometown, they think that I'm here to, you know, make it that they just think you go to Nashville to go and 
get that massive deal and become Taylor Swift or, or Carrie Underwood or whatever. But really I'm here to, it's so great. Like there's so many benefits of just being here, like just living here and like, yeah, it doesn't take you long to just feel, at least for me, like to just feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And you know, it's one of those deals where the conversations come up for me and live and amplified, like what our next move is. Cause we kind of, since I'm kind of the figurehead of everything, it's like I'd move every few years, few years. Cause my job, my regular job kind of, mm-hmm. um, um, rewards that because, you know, you like move up and all that stuff. And everybody's like, well, you should just move to Nashville. And it's like, yes, I'd love to, but what you said before we jumped on here about it being cold right now, like, I mean, it's cold here in Texas too. So it's like, I'm not in a real win-win position there, but you know, just the idea of having to deal with ice and snow and. It's not many, it's not much out of the year though. It's a great summer and fall and the winter is not that That bad. bad. No. Okay. So to be like, when I went to, I went to school in Southern, I'm from Chicago originally and I went to school in Southern Illinois. So I'd imagine it's probably a lot similar to. I heard some people saying it's colder right now than it normally is. I don't know. I just have last year and this year and it it snowed a lot last year. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. The the last two years in Nashville have been interesting. Like Mm -hmm. right after the pandemic hit, they got that, uh, the really bad tornado. And then, you know, it's like, you sit here and think back on how the last two years Mm -hmm. in Nashville and the, uh, the bomb or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. that was just rough. But anyways, um, so kind of moving forward, uh, you moved to Nashville and then you start working on the EP. Uh, what's the name of the EP? Bitter. Yeah. Bitter bitter heart. I'm bitter heart. I was about to call it bittersweet, but bitter heart. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, how was that? Like, before we jump into your new single, how was that process of working on a new had you started first off had you started working on that ep before you moved to nashville or was that strictly a nashville project yeah i um was still living in georgia when i recorded that so Mm. i I came and stayed in like stayed over some nights i just stayed here for a few days and recorded Mm. it yeah in in december before i moved yeah gotcha so you you were still living in georgia but you had recorded it in nashville yeah okay i was trying to plant roots already i was trying to get myself here you know mm-hmm. so i wanted to yeah and I, and that was like my first shift away from the atlanta guys that i've been working with i wanted mm-hmm. to kind of branch out so yeah gotcha gotcha that's really that's really cool and really smart because um gainesville's not that far from nashville is it a couple hours well, it's like four and a half hours oh five, really? oh about wow. five hours yeah yeah oh, okay i i get it's been so because i used to make <laughs> that drive from chicago all the way down to south florida where my parents live and I guess I just completely misconstrue how far Nashville and uh, <laughs> is from Georgia. So yeah, it, that's that's it's, rough. It's there, it's a ways. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you you uh released the uh, EP in uh Bitter Heart in uh in June. Yeah, that's the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, in June. And uh, did you release anything after that before you for your most recent single, or is uh, I don't want it the uh, most recent or like the yeah i released um two more singles mm-hmm. um yeah uh black and white and then i did a, a christmas tune different this year okay and then and yeah mm-hmm. how is 
Let's talk about that for a second, because I've started to see a lot of indie musicians releasing Christmas music, at least during the pandemic the last few years. Yeah. Which is like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because it's definitely you basically have that one song and then every Christmas it just regenerates. And I know you're good to go. (laughs) Um, what, What was that process like of writing a Christmas tune? Had you, how long did it take you to write? You know, all that stuff. Well, for me, it's always been on my bucket list to do Mm -hmm. an original one. And now another thing on my bucket list is to do a cover that's my own. So got to, got to check that one off now. But um, I I wrote the chorus last, um, last Christmas. And Mm -hmm. when I wrote the chorus last year, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do this one day. And so this year I just, I came upon it in like September. I found the, I found the chorus and I just went ahead and wrote the verses. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, so then you released it December and it looks like it's doing pretty good out, out on Spotify there. And yeah, it got on a couple of really good playlists. I was really thankful. Um, it's always, you never know what's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I, I love it. I really love the song. Nice. Uh, and so well, let's uh, jump to your most recent release here. Uh, I don't want it, which uh, like I mentioned was released two weeks ago. Um, what's kind of the story behind this song? Um, this was supposed to be like my first pop ish song like release um and so the song is just about standing up for something that's not good for you you know the song it's in the context of a relationship but um i kind of see it as as being anything that you just need to like stop a toxic pattern Mm -hmm. and just say nope this is not good for me so this was my my second collab with um shane becker he's up in ironically i moved to nashville and got connected with a producer in freaking new jersey but i love this guy and so there's a guy that lives here Mm -hmm. um josh bonanno and he does my vocals and and Mm -hmm. my mixing so it's like i do the in-studio stuff with him and then um the producers in new jersey okay i thought you were about to say that there's a guy in nashville that's like best friends with him and that would, oh, that would right, right. Very, very interesting. Very um, interesting. Yeah. So awesome. Awesome. So what made you kind of want to start experimenting with a new sound or new genre, essentially, since you kind of merged over into yeah. the pop world? Well, my eyes have just been opened mm-hmm. a lot. Like, um, you just, I feel like I've learned everything just by making mistakes. <laughs> just like what, like, you know, I've had to learn that, um, I've worked with guys in the studio who were just hitting record. They were mm-hmm. basically just audio engineers, which mm-hmm. is fine. Yeah. But I really have been hungry because I'm not good at the production side. Mm-hmm. It's not my forte. I love writing the song and then working with a producer. And um, I was so hungry for that in Atlanta. I never mm-hmm. had it. Like mm-hmm. my previous releases were just kind of bare bones, which that stuff is great too. I definitely yeah. want to do that stuff. Yeah. But I definitely am wanting to put out music that can make it on some of these playlists that are a little more produced mm-hmm. that's one of my goals you know and then and then release like an acoustic ep yeah um and so yeah yeah and this guy is so creative and i've kind of learned a lot about splits and how mm-hmm. artists and producers work together yeah and that whole process yeah gotcha what i do really enjoy about i don't want it as i was listening to it yesterday <laughs> and today and as i was going to get my breakfast this morning um i love how it's a pop track but it's not overproduced I I really appreciate because sometimes you get these musicians that uh, merge into the pop realm and then they let the producer like overproduce it and it just kind of becomes a bag of tricks essentially. Yes. Yes. I I really appreciate the fact that yes, it's a pop track, but you can recreate it live very simply, like just Mm -hmm. 
when you go out and do shows, you can recreate it live. And that that's been like one of my big pet peeves about a lot of the pop music that's been coming out recently, that it's so overproduced that you can't recreate that live. It's like right. you're killing your live music <laughs> right. business. Right. Or it's a completely different song if you do try and recreate it live, yeah. which not saying that's a bad thing, but yeah. You know, it's just, that's the one thing that is the, when I listened to it the first time, I was like, this is a pop track and it's not overproduced. I love it. It's amazing. Good. Thank you. Yeah. And it's like, I, the goal is to be subtle, subtly pop, you know, it's hard. It's hard to find that. So yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what went into the uh, writing process for the song? How long had you been work working on like writing wise? This one just came. So sometimes they just come in a night. It's kind of weird. It isn't often, but um, this one, and I wasn't even planning on writing a song about this. <laughs> it's like my subconscious just started singing. I don't want it. And I was like, okay, what am I, what am I saying right now? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then I, after the hook was, I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, I don't want your love. And then I mm. just, yeah, started there. And then, gotcha. yeah, gotcha. it started as a piano ballad. Mm-hmm. I brought it to him as a piano ballad and say but it was very boring it just it didn't go anywhere i was like dude we got to do something with this you know and um so i really like what he did with it nice how long ago did you originally bring him the idea even as the piano ballad yeah i think that was in like september okay so it's it came together really quickly then from september to it did january that's incredible it did listen dude just gotta do it i'm on this thing i want to put like out a handful of singles this year the only way that's gonna happen there are so many steps from point a to point b yeah it's crazy yep and so yeah it you know it it i really appreciate that ambition and that fire because i i sit here and i've watched a lot of musicians like wait now i'm not gonna say waste their entire the entire two years of the pandemic but they've just kind of sat on the back burners and now that things are starting to open up they're like oh i'm gonna release 12 singles this year and it's like why didn't you release 12 singles the last two years yeah you'd have really been yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. now and yeah. it's it's interesting but no it's awesome and i really appreciate the fire and um i think i don't want it set you up really nicely for whether you want to just do singles for the rest of your career or rest of the year or if you eventually do an ep lp you know whatever it is you end up doing um i i think that sets you up really nice so yeah Uh, so you were as far as the piano part, you, you're classically trained <clears throat> piano mm-hmm. or, okay. Yeah. Um, and is that your primary instrument, uh, when you are writing or do you dabble in guitar or anything else? I would say acoustic and piano both. So I'll usually like take a song and if I've just like, if all the water is squeezed out of the sponge on one instrument and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I can't figure out, then I'll go to the other instrument Okay. and I'll play it fast or slow. Like I, I, I try to do it a bunch of different ways to see if my brain can come up with anything new so i usually do both in a session gotcha gotcha and so now that uh i don't want it's out and it's been out for a few weeks or a couple weeks what's going through your mind right now now that it's out i'm excited i've been pushing the crap out of it (laughs) and then i'm i'm recording my next one so i'm and i love the next one i feel like it follows this one really well it feels so good like, even if no one listens, like, it just feels good. I'm at finally in a place that I love these releases. Like, some of my releases in the past, I didn't, I think if I had just heard them, I mm-hmm. wouldn't really listen to them. But these songs, I feel like if I, if it wasn't my song and I heard it, I would, 
I would really like it and add it to my playlist, which is so, so weird to admit, but it just feels so good to like these songs. Yeah. Like genuinely like them. Like I love them. You know, it's funny because it takes a lot of, or a lot of musicians decades to kind of come to grips with that, that they're trying so hard early on to produce music that other people would like that they become like, you always hear that story about musicians that are like, uh, synonymously known for one specific song and it's like i hate that song and they hate performing it <laughs> and all this stuff and it's like well that's because you made a song that you didn't like and if you enjoyed playing it or if you actually like the song you'd enjoy playing it no matter what and so it takes just from my perspective and a lot of the musicians i've talked to it takes a lot of musicians a lot of years to come to that term and it's so uh, weird yeah yeah and it, it, what it really does is it brings a, a mark of authenticity to your performance. So like when you're mm-hmm. performing these songs that you actually enjoy, the audience is going to know and they're going to feel that. And it's like, oh, she's actually enjoying this. Whereas yeah. if you're playing something that you just kind of wrote to try and get some traction, yes. it's like, yeah, I don't really connect to this song. It, like yes. people are going to notice. So Absolutely which is incredible. So um, you're working on the uh, next single. Is there anything that you can say about it or is it all still? Well, there's going to be a pop version of this song and mm-hmm. there's going to be an acoustic version of it. So it's my first time doing two versions of a song. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. And they sound drastically different. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome. Huh? And <laughs> you you said, uh, it'll, or well, you didn't say, you said you're trying to release a few different singles. Uh, this year so i'm assuming it'll probably be like march or april before mm-hmm. this one's ready yeah i don't want to do it too close but yeah pro- probably march or april okay yeah cool cool and uh is the plan to eventually do another ep or do you kind of just see yourself staying in singles realm definitely want to do an ep okay yeah i definitely want to do like an indie folk ep nice. at some point but right now i'm going for more like produced mm-hmm. feel good you know yeah. like sounds in the songs Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So you're kind of staying in both worlds of indie folk and pop. Do you see a world where you expand into something a little bit different, like a third genre, or do you kind of like where you're at now in the indie folk and pop? I think the songs will determine that, you know, like mm-hmm. if I'm hopefully recording my best songs, which is mm-hmm. always hard to do, hard to decide. Yeah. Um, but as long as they're vocally centered, you know, as long as my voice is, is, because I, I really want it just to be that, that to be the takeaway from my songs. It's yeah. like the, the sound of my voice being um, like standing out, you know? And then I think mm. the production, there's some different, yeah, there's some different stuff. It's not going to be rap or country yeah. probably. So that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I mean, you know, I, I just, <laughs> I, I would always be really interested to see these artists that kind of stay in the pop realm or in like the indie folk realm. And then they, they just have this moment of, you know what, screw the system. And then they release like a punk album or, you know, right. just something completely left of center. Totally. And, yeah. you know, you, you see a lot of mainstream artists do that where they just veer left and do something completely out of the norm. Yeah. And then they get pelted for it, but it's like, Oh, it's, it's art. Dude. Yeah. It's art. Yeah. So it, that's awesome. For sure. Um, so I don't want it out now. Um, what, when you sit down to write music, since you're actively in the process of writing, uh, what, what is kind of your process when you sit down to write music? Usually I, 
Well, it depends on if it's like a therapy writing session when I'm just writing to write. And some of my best songs to me come out when I'm doing that. Um, it just kind of just whatever comes out and I have no plan, but then I'm trying to get better at planned writing. So mm -hmm. I'm way better at, at journal writing and songs mm -hmm. coming out of it where, and usually I just play an instrument and sing, sing gibberish for a few minutes. Um, I usually don't write lyrics first, yeah. almost never write lyrics okay. first. Yeah. That, you know, in my brain, that, that just seems to make more sense where you start working on the instrumentation first and then the lyrics kind of come and you kind of morph the lyrics. Yeah. Is, is that kind of what you do? Is that what you're? Yes. Yeah. And then I'll sing a melody and then find the words that marry that melody. Mm -hmm. Always have the, but you got to start with the melody for me, but it'd be good for me to work on writing the lyrics first, you know? Yeah. It's just don't you know, like it. it in my head. It's <laughs> just like, I'd almost have to have like a melody or an idea of what it's going to sound like before I start writing words to it. But that's just in my head, but I'm not a musician. So what do I know? <laughs> so, um, awesome. Awesome. So that, that that's kind of your writing process and then kind of moving forward. Uh, what, what's your, uh, live show situation looking like? I know you're doing the Twitch streaming, which we'll talk about here in a second, but are you actively doing live shows at all or? So, so yes, but you know, when I was in Atlanta, I, it's all learning process. Like I put all my emphasis on, on playing shows mm -hmm. and I wasn't doing a lot of co-writing and I wasn't, I wasn't putting as much emphasis on like my recording, the quality mm -hmm. of it. I feel like anyway, I'm not putting as much emphasis right now on shows as I am recording. Cause I want to, I, I want to put out music that I can actually play on. You mm -hmm. know, like I want to, I feel like that, yeah. that makes more sense, but yeah. I'm like, I'm playing a lot of rounds around town, which aren't, I don't really call those shows. They're yeah. just, you play with other artists and you meet other artists and it's great, but I'm not going to get any traction on my music with that, but mm -hmm. it's just to meet other writers, which is great. So, yeah. so not really, I'm not, no, I'm not. Cause it spreads me too thin. I've had to learn that. Like yeah. if you have a, a huge show schedule and you're also trying to put out good music, like it's just hard to do both. So yeah, I'm trying to focus, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And once you get to that point where you're happy with the music that you have out, then you can start focusing on. Yeah live shows yeah because you it's that weird thing where it's like especially on the indie level it's like you kind of need those live shows to make some sort of a revenue because you can't really count on it on spotify unless mm -hmm. you're making millions upon millions of streams literally yeah but that that's a whole different conversation that we could jump into yeah. and i'm going to avoid it today cool oh uh, so no, that's awesome. And then you uh, mentioned, uh, like do you do, uh, you're trying to get better at doing planned writing and that that's more in reference to like co-writes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. How, how often are you doing co-writes right now? Or is that still just kind of, when I first moved here, I was doing them a, a fair amount, but then I found that like a lot of them weren't going anywhere and it wasn't mm -hmm. either one of our faults. It's just, to me, it's like, if you don't really have a plan for the song or, you can just like spin your wheels and, I, and like time as an indie artist, you're already having to do so much. There's so many things that are pulling at your time. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've had to, I'm still trying to decide how much co-writing I want to do, but co-writing is very hard for me. Mm. It doesn't come easy. It's really difficult because you don't really know the person. I have to really feel a song to be able to write well to mm -hmm. it. So. Gotcha. That makes sense. And you know, that, that just comes to the point of being a little bit more selective with your co-writes and, you know, 
being that you're in Nashville, I'm sure you found your creative tribe. I'm still working on it. Still working on it? Yes, it's hard. I've met a lot of people that are great, but we're just not, you know, it's like dating. Mm -hmm. You meet a lot of good people. It's like, you're going to make someone really happy, but not me. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. That's fair. It's hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause that, that's the one thing that I've come to learn about Nashville is like, once you find that creative tribe, it may like, you're having a good experience right now in Nashville. Once you find that community, like that close, like the entire city is a community and everybody supports everyone, which is odd in and of itself because i've never been in a city that supports everyone the way it's nashville crazy. does it's crazy yes it's awesome yeah like i even where i live in texas it's like i know like three different groups that are constantly trying to undermine each other and it's like all right you Atlanta know it, was so competitive yeah it's great like all of it was so cutthroat mm-hmm. like all the open mics like everybody was against each other and i'm just like oh my gosh got to get yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. So once you find that creative community, like the close knit community in Nashville, it'll make your experience that much so better. much better. Yeah. So um, awesome. Awesome. So you got the song out now. Um, what's kind of the plan moving forward for the next few weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff. Next few weeks, I'm doing vocals for my next song and just continuing to kind of knock on doors and um, submit the new single. Mm-hmm. Just trying to make the songs the focus this year, one, one little step at a time. So I definitely want to give it enough TLC. And that's the thing as an artist is you're always, by the time the song comes out, you're kind of ready for the next one. But that yeah. song just came out, like yeah. literally. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to really push it. Yeah, yeah. it's hard. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I go call back to the podcast I did last night with a musician in Arkansas. She she just released an EP, and the next day her team is asking, "All right, so what's the next release?" And it's like, I understand like having a plan, but when you just release an EP and you're already asking for the next EP, it's like, come on, guys, like for real. I know. I know. And yeah. And a whole nother conversation is knowing how much to invest in your music. I actually heard a guy saying once that it would be better to throw like thousands behind one single that you really believed in, in Mm -hmm. terms of marketing, instead of splitting those thousands between multiple singles. And I mean, I see what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in a just world where everybody has unlimited amounts of money, you, put it in every single because when as you're releasing singles you obviously think that one song is going to be that next hit for you um and so in a just world it's like here we're gonna put five ten fifteen thousand dollars behind the promotion of this single and every single we ever do yeah but unfortunately money isn't that freely given so and there's a lot of sharks in the water yeah. That's a whole nother conversation, but just knowing where to put your money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you go through, since you're kind of actively going through this process of selecting singles and which ones you're going to release, how do you kind of go through that process? How do you know what ones you want to release? Well, I trust the producer that I've been working with and also the guy, Josh Bonanno, that I've been working with in, in Nashville. And I kind of like show them my songs and I'll tell them the ones that I like the best, but then mm-hmm. I, I always get a second opinion. 
Gotcha. Um, but I ha- I'll have like 10 songs that I'm okay. like, okay, th- these are ones that I love. And then, yeah. Gotcha. How many songs for, for the series of releases that you're doing this year, how many songs have you written versus how many you're planning on releasing? Uh, essentially, how many are on the cutting room floor? It's right depressing. Now? It, yeah. I mean, like 20 or 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's depressing. And is that a situation where they just weren't good for the moment or you'll and you possibly go back to like revisit them or you, did they the songs just didn't connect for you? Well, I have like what I call my, my little journal entry songs, which like I'll play them on my Twitch channel. And I and I love yeah. I do, mm-hmm. but I just don't think they have as much of a, a mainstream appeal. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to put ones out right now that I feel like would more people would connect to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and save my singer songwriter songs for an EP. Okay. I have a joke. Like if I ever get a terminal illness, I'll just record like five albums <laughs> yeah. and just be like, there you go. There it was. Yeah. <laughs> like Everything yeah. that you have. And wow, that's, you know, yeah. it's, I've always been imp- like, this is something that I've been interested in the last several years is the amount of music that doesn't get recorded for whatever reason, it doesn't make the cut. And it's like, I'd love to see like every band just do a, cutting room floor album or come up with some like cute name yes. for it and it's just like these songs we didn't think was good enough and then i i just like to laugh at when one of those songs is like that big hit that takes absolutely them to, to the yes. moon so yes one day i want to do that it'll be so fun yeah and yeah. even if you did it yourself because like i mean it looks like you do twitch so you've got the equipment to at least do a decent recording of yourself like just do demo albums yeah. of that stuff yeah so awesome. um how long have you been doing twitch since you brought it up yeah um i let's see i started august of 2021 mm-hmm. 2020 oh my gosh yeah. yeah so this august about a year and a half is the okay. answer to your question yeah. gotcha and uh how's that whole process been going i love it it's a huge blessing in my life yeah i, I love it so much how often do you uh stream um right now i'm going two days a week for three mm. hours each day. So three hours, six hours a week. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's sounds like a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, not it like just knowing how the Twitch community is, it's, it's seems like a lot, but it's not. Cause like a regular live show, uh, depending on where you're playing is usually two hour, hour and a half sets. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. At, at least in Nashville, I would assume that's how it is. Cause yeah. you know, you know, so that's, that's really not that bad. Um, and then plus with the Twitch stream, there's a lot more talking in between songs because yeah. right? you got to engage the community and stuff. It's a hangout. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. How's the, uh, how, how's the community for you on Twitch? Cause it's right. always interesting. You always get that one troll in there. That's I know just... I thought, well, I have two really good mods, you mm-hmm. know, mods are yeah. you're the moderators yeah. and they'll block people. It's honestly doesn't happen very often. I thought I was going to get trolled. And I just was expecting the worst, but like, it's just been the most welcoming community. The the, yeah. the music fans on Twitch are incredible. Yeah. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually looking at simulcasting our podcast on Twitch. Yes. Like I, I've got to reconfigure the entire back end of the podcast or like the entire, cause we couldn't do it through zoom. We'd have to go through a different uh, program. Okay. And so I'm just trying to, I like, I know what program I want to use, but it's going to like double my yeah. costs for the entire podcast oh, it's man. just like uh, oh man of course yeah. but i think it's so worth it oh yeah for sure like and I do. 
because the other idea like just seeing the music community on twitch it's like okay the podcast would work because you're kind of tapping into two communities like they have their talk show segment and i've never really looked at that community but it seems like a pretty decent one um and then you got the music community and then back right before the pandemic started um we started doing this thing uh called the jam session podcast and it was essentially it harkened back to our original live and amplified series that we did in 2016 where it was a podcast mixed with like uh live performances so they'd come on they'd play like their five most recent songs you know like whatever it was and then we'd talk about it you know so it's yeah, like yeah. um more like a talk show and I was like, man, we could just do this on Twitch and it would cut down the amount of production that we'd have to do. We don't have to go anywhere. Like, I mean, we could go somewhere, but it's not going to take four hours to record one show and then uh, like 12 hours to edit everything together. It would just be, okay, we got an hour. Let's go. Yeah. So, you know, that's... I say do it. I know it's a lot of work, but... Yeah. I'm in the process of cleaning out this back... <laughs> what's supposed to be my uh dining room and it's just like <laughs> all right we're gonna make it work so do it do what you gotta do my living room is it, like not a living room anymore yeah it's just yeah my my dad next time he comes into town he's gonna be like so where do you eat dinner at and i'm like well, you <laughs> see this desk right here i'm the only one that lives here this desk is all there i need go. that's all you need but you know the the uh, sacrifices you make to be a creative person. So I know I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. It's great. Same, same. Yeah. Um, but outside of music, um, when, when you kind of need that moment to escape from writing or try and regenerate yourself, if you're in a creative block, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do to kind of get away? Well, I love the gym and I can't do home workout. So I go to Planet Fitness, $10 a month, man. It's great. And then I love yoga. I can't afford a yoga, like yoga studios are so expensive, but I love yoga and I'll look for like yoga events around Nashville. Sometimes mm. they have free ones and or like, you know, and I just love, I love hiking and stuff. I don't do it enough though. I just try to get outside. I try right. to get out of this room. That's my yeah. hobby. Yeah. Just get air. <laughs> I, I need to start doing that because just getting out in general, because they like, I've been home for a year and a half. And then right before Christmas, they were like, all right, everybody come back to the office. I'm like, cool, I'm out. We were there for a month. And then like all the COVID cases started spiking again. And the, like we start, we went pretty much a year and a half without anybody, without like any real outbreaks of COVID. Like it was really good. And then we come back for a month and then we had like eight to 10 COVID cases. And I'm no. like, all right. And then they sent us all home. And now it's just like week by week, we're waiting for that email to say, okay, Monday, you guys can come in. And so you, you prefer to be in the office to be out. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, there's pros and cons. Like yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy working at home because I know the late, the latest I have to be at work is 10 AM. Cause I got a 10 AM meeting every morning. And so I can literally roll out of bed at nine 55 throw a shirt on and sit down yeah. and I'm on time. Yeah. Which is amazing. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when I got to go to the office, it's like, okay, well, I got to be there by like nine 30 because then I got to go through this whole process of getting my computer on and all this stuff. And it's like, 
I don't like it, but getting out, it helps. So mentally it does. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, no, that's awesome. Um, and then I've heard hiking in Nashville's really good or surprisingly, there's actually a lot of pretty hikes around here. Mm -hmm. I had not. Yeah. There's pretty lakes and hiking and I've seen a lot of music. There's a few musicians that I pay attention to that do like a secondary YouTube channel where they talk about all the different nature things. Like one guy does fishing videos off of, uh, what's the, what's the big lake in Nashville? Um, do not ask me. I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) whatever the big lake in Whatever the big lake is in Nashville, he does like fishing <laughs> videos off there. And then there's one one person that I watch. They do like different hiking and like yes. non-traditional stuff. Yeah, not, like that's non-traditional. Cool. So it's it's really interesting. And it's like you guys are making it really hard for me not to just move. And to Nash- one thing I haven't done yet is like, okay, it's just so weird how you can live somewhere for almost a year. Like <laughs> I'm close to like Memphis. Uh-huh. I've never been to Memphis. Like really. I, it's like I'm currently living somewhere that is so close to all these different places that yeah. I just have never been because I was away in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to just take these like hour trips to just yeah. go visit these places, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that that's like a lot of people that are watching or will watch that are in Nashville are probably going to be celebrate when I say this. But in the next two years, I will probably end up being in Nashville. Yes. It, it, it's probably going But the issue is it's like, I, I can't just get up and move for, yeah. you know, I need to have a job or something. Like yeah. I still got a lot of bills that I'm paying off, but you know, yeah. everybody does. So yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And I know Jeff's not going to like that answer because he's out in New Mexico. He wants me to move back out to New Mexico. Mm. And it's like, I might just stay here in Waco. Who knows? Just yeah. piss everybody off. <laughs> um, and plus, Do what's best for you. Yeah, for sure. I know my parent. Your my, heart tells you. My family would be happy if I moved to Nashville, though. Because they're so. they're in Florida. Um, my dad lives in South Florida, and then my sister lives in, I guess technally Central Indiana. She lives like oh, two hours okay. from Indianapolis, so like two hours closer. from Indianapolis, two hours to Chicago. So like, right yeah. in there somewhere. Um, yeah. So she doesn't live too far from where we grew up. So. Okay. They'd be nice. happy, but, and I, you know, it's, it's just one of those deals where I was talking to my buddy about it. I was like, moving back out to New Mexico, I'd have a lot of friends, but if I have a feeling that if I move out to Nashville, I know a lot of people out there. And so it wouldn't be, but 10 days before yeah. I have yeah. a community of some sort there. Yes. So we'll see There's how it always goes. something going on. That is true. That is yeah. very true. So um, before we leave, we have two things left to accomplish. Do you want to end the podcast on a serious note or a fun note? Not Siri note. We can end on a fun note. Okay. So serious note. One thing that we like to do on the podcast is pass on knowledge to the younger generation to ensure that years coming, we have a generation of new musicians coming up. So out of all the lessons you've learned, in your musical career so far, what's one piece of advice that you have for that next generation or that next musician that wants to move to Nashville or take that next step? Well, 
one time I asked this girl that I really looked up to, um, she's, her name is Danielle ate the sandwich. That's her artist name. But she told me, um, she emailed me back. I sent her an email asking for advice. She emailed me back and said, um, this great email. And she said to stay fiercely authentic. And that has stuck with me. I actually printed out that email and have it hanging on the wall because, you know, it, it will catch up to you if you're trying to be something that you're not. It just it just will. And you won't be able to sustain it. And so I, I, I just say be fiercely, be fiercely authentic to yourself and literally just don't give up like be fierce, you know, I mean, it's really so much about success that we see um, from the mainstream. It's like overnight, but it's just, that's just not the creative way. The creative way is kind of messy and that's what makes it fun. That's a bunch of things though. That wasn't just one. Oh, that's perfect. And that's perfect. And, you know, just the idea of being authentic and like, we talked about this a little bit ago about just being authentic and it just goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, yeah. All right. So fun note before we wrap this up, every person that comes on the podcast gets one spin of our random question generator. Okay. So if you're ready, I have, <laughs> I have it. your question right here and this might be the All most right. random question. You're a reverse burglar. So that when you steal, so what you steal must cause the person to prosper. What is that item you are stealing? What, what I steal will cause the person that I steal from to prosper. Yes. So basically you're taking something bad away from them. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, cigarettes. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> if they're a smoker, <laughs> I don't know. That's I, like the most random thing that came to my head. So there you go. Perfect. Perfect. You know, it's so funny because this random question generator, it's like a party thing. So it, like you'll get like really random questions like that. And then it's like, yeah date night questions and it's like i'm not asking that question yep. so <laughs> let's go to the next one and then that one pops up and it's like yeah all right cool there you go so awesome awesome well once again thank you so much for joining Thanks us for on the podcast me. uh yeah. if anybody wants to check out the new single uh new releases coming up shows all that stuff where's the best place to do that just add emmy law music e-m-m-y-l-a-w on all the socials and then the music is on all the platforms yeah awesome Awesome. Awesome. Um, Once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for tuning in um, and we will catch you all later. Thank you.